Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. What's up, Thunder fans? Uh, welcome to the official podcast of Thunder Twitter. Topic right. Thunder. Uh, I am your host, I guess, your co-host tonight, Stephen Dolan. That is the very first time that I've remembered to introduce myself at the beginning <laughs> of one of these podcasts. So I'm the mystery man. I'm Stephen Dolan. I'm joined by one of the new recruits uh, who just recorded his first podcast with the unit last night that dropped this morning. Uh, Matt Tierney from the great state of North Carolina. How you go? How's it going, Matt? Hey, Steve. Uh, couldn't be better after that uh, incredible win. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the the Bucks, as they said about a hundred times on the broadcast, had the best record in the NBA coming mm-hmm. into tonight. Um, they probably still do. I don't know. I haven't checked the standings. <laughs> they they had won seven games in a row. Uh, so it's so they were hot. Granted, when your record is as good as theirs is, you probably were winning a lot of games in a row coming in. The, the Thunder numbers had won- would make sense there. Yeah, right, right. The, yeah. the Thunder had won four of their own coming in, so this was a, a matchup between two teams who were feeling pretty good about themselves. Uh, both teams were well-rested. Again, both teams were hot. Thunder had the home court advantage, which helped. The, I thought the crowd was really good tonight. And the Thunder pulled out the victory, 118-112. to 112. In a game that at times wasn't that close, but got a little nip and tuck at the end, like Thunder games always do. Uh, but the Thunder held on. Feeling really good about this one. Yeah, I I was getting a little worried there. I uh, It sort of felt like the last game with Portland as well, where we were kind of just winning the whole game. But then towards the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. things got a little shaky. Um, but then that poster by paul george on the on Giannis, and then immediately just throwing down an ice cold three-point shot to seal the deal that was uh i was so excited for that i was i had some audible emotions at at that point (laughs) audible emotions right (laughs) yes well this that's what this podcast is audible emotions recorded for the listener so Giannis came into this game averaging 17 points per game in the paint uh and he had quite a few points. He actually ended up with 27, but the Thunder did a great job against him. And let's get into that. Uh, 
Thunder fans, if you didn't get to watch this game, first of all, I feel terrible for you because <laughs> you really missed a good one here. But secondly, you don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. The Bucks started this game off 8-0 to zero as uh, Brooke Lopez started off hot from the three-point line, and Giannis hit a couple free throws. The Thunder were just bobbling a bunch of passes and bricking a bunch of shots to start the game. Uh, luckily, we have a guy named Paul George on our team, and he hit a couple threes in quick succession to kind of settle the game down, and from then on, the Thunder kind of rolled a 15-5 run immediately after that to go up by two. Russ couldn't hit anything. You hoped that would turn around. It kind of did not, but he was passing really well. Uh, Terrence Ferguson hit a three. Jeremy Grant was really aggressive driving to the lane and kicked it out to the corner for him. Um, kind of as a last resort, but it was the perfect pass and Ferg knocked it down. And then I just have a note that says, Giannis is so strong. Like, that's really amazing, isn't it? Agreed. How skinny he was. He was so skinny coming into the league, and then just all of a sudden he's a beast down there. I I love ESPN's whenever they do that, and uh, they're like, "This was him, his rookie year, and this is him now." And yeah. every time it amazes me. <laughs> it's definitely the biggest transformation, maybe outside of Stephen Adams, just from a from a facial and head hair perspective yeah. the beard probably helps Steven adams with the transformation too yeah exactly but Giannis's <laughs> biceps help him yes exactly so after that uh brooke lopez hit a couple more threes um two of his first four threes which he started four for four from the three-point line were of the step back variety which doesn't quite seem fair mm, nope seems yeah. illegal yeah right and and russ at the same time was starting 0 for 6, uh, getting his first bucket on a bank shot in a possession where he was just determined to get one of those bank shots to go in. So started 1 for 7. Yeah, and this is uh, full disclosure. I, I was supposed to be taking notes at this point, but uh, something came <laughs> up. So credit to Steve for uh, coming in and getting the notes for me. So I have the notes for this first quarter now. So I'll take the call. I, I, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my, my first note here is that I said it should be illegal to shoot threes if you're a center, and I'm going to continue to say that uh, until Steven Adams does. Um, but yeah, like Steven said, Russ finally got a, a jump shot after he was 0 for 6. Did a nice, nice little hop of excitement down the court after he, after he made it, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, and then I have a Schroeder knock down a nice three-point shot. This is they finally got the lead at this point, 24-21. And then Nader had a nice step-back jump shot, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was a pretty smooth on his end. Uh, and then they just kept scoring. PG got a, a fadeaway shot. They got 8-0 run right there. And uh, Milwaukee called a timeout. Um, and then they continued the run. Uh, another sweet move by Paul George to get a three uh, to go on an 11-0 run, which I'm going to make a correction to what I just said. Uh, Milwaukee called a timeout after the 11-0 run, not the 8-0 run. So okay. correct me there. <laughs> I saw your face was a little confused. I was <laughs> Noted. Like, I, got, I think I messed something up there. But yeah, they, fight, they called a timeout after that nice little move by Paul George to bury a three in, uh, in the 11-0 run. Uh, next possession for the Bucks. Uh, they finally broke that run, and Adams kind of stepped awkwardly on Ilyasova, mm -hmm. uh, and this is where he kind of he spread. It looked like he just had a, a mild sprained ankle. Went back to the locker room, 
but he was back out um, for the second quarter, so ended up being fine, even though he was seemed a little bit limp, uh, gimpy on that on that uh, leg. But you know, Stephen Adams is a tough cookie. He'll he'll come out day or night, hurt or hurt or not. So uh, he was he seemed to be fine after that. Uh, had a bad pass by Paul George to end the quarter, and at that point it was uh, 35-21, and uh, he also ended up getting his second personal foul right in the last final seconds, which was uh, a bit questionable, but uh, you know it ended up not being a problem as far as foul trouble goes, so it, it's, it's all good now. But uh, Paul George was on fire this quarter, 11 points, 4 for 7, 3 of 5 from 3. Uh, but he did have three turnovers. And then uh, Russ was not shooting well, like Steven said, just two points. But he did have three boards and three assists. Uh, and no field goals by uh, Giannis, which was uh, going to be a bit of a theme continuing mm-hmm. on t- into the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The Thunder did a great job on him. And like you said, that would continue. Uh, the Thunder, Billy Donovan. And by the way, I love how Doris Burke, who famously went to college with billy donovan says billy donovan like the, <laughs> the local pronunciation i just love that but yeah so he, he was staggering pg and russ throughout this game which has been mm-hmm. a bit of a thing lately that i love to see um Damn. you know it's a trade-off you get less of both of them together but you get less of Schroeder by himself uh Giannis missed a couple free throws in in the at the beginning of this second and for a small stretch at the beginning of the fourth also uh patrick patterson had to take possession of guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he did a pretty good job. You know, yeah. <laughs> a I mean, surprisingly had, good job. <laughs> I mean, Patterson's no weak man. He's he's got right. some nice upper body strength. So you know, yeah, I, his, his yeah. strength definitely helped him where his foot speed wasn't good enough. And, and right. you know, the whole Thunder defense had his back. But I was I was happy with the job he did. Um, yeah, he he ended up the game with zero points. Yeah, that's what I figured on on o, on o for one. You know, okay. it's like he just yeah. didn't shoot, um, yeah. but he played pretty good defense. So I was I was happy with his performance. Uh, this is a in, this was a cool stretch coming up where Nerlens Noel blocked Giannis at the rim, mm-hmm. uh, very adamantly, and then got a layup and then caught a cool lob uh, to put the Thunder up by ten. Just a nice little stretch by Noel there, and he he would block Giannis at the rim again a few possessions later. Just a really inspired stretch by Nolan's Noel, um, your Twitter namesake. So I'm sure you were extra happy about that, right? I was quite pleased. I was quite yeah. pleased. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Paul George got a steal on Giannis and came down and knocked down a three to put the Thunder up by 15. And then he hit a deep three to answer a three of the Bucks own uh to keep the lead at 15 it seemed like every time the bucks started to make a run paul george had an answer um so that was really great the paint was packed for the entire game on Giannis. it was really noteworthy in this stretch which is the stretch where patrick patterson was in where anytime Giannis drove in there were six hands swiping at the ball and they got a bunch of steals off of him at the time um thunder went up by 16 on a terrence ferguson pull up jump shot <laughs> just something we're starting to see a little bit more I, of confidence. I know. we commented on that in the in the weekly how it seems like every week now ferguson just has a new thing in the arsenal and that's just now his thing he's got a pull-up jumper we'd love to yeah. see it yeah it, it was a one dribble pull up from a couple steps inside the three-point line um just gonna 
slip this in there right now where I uh, go listen to the weekly where we introduced these two new guys to our unit. Um, they went for two hours. <laughs> yeah. which, I was going to say that maybe, <laughs> maybe watch part of it today and then watch part of it yeah. on your morning commute tomorrow. It's, it's, yeah. Save an hour at a time. I mean, full <laughs> disclosure, I'm, I'm about halfway through it. I listened to the first half while I was it's, running. It's, I'll, I'll catch the second half at work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think, I think if you listen to it in pieces, we're not going to blame you for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, free content. We yeah. got free content over here and we got two yeah. hours of it. Check Our it out. To you. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in there. We encourage people to leave us voicemails. Um, we're doing a giveaway of a, a Thunder tote bag um, via Alex Roig, and that's for retweets and follows. So we've got some really interesting stuff going on. Go check out the weekly, and I'll probably plug this again before the end of the episode. Um, shamelessly. <laughs> So throughout the rest of the second quarter, Russell Westbrook kept throwing like these crazy, hopeful, speculative lob passes. <laughs> Just... uh, yeah. He was like, somebody will, will get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're throwing them to Jeremy Grant and Nerlens Noel, that's not the worst plan in the world, but it wasn't the best plan. <laughs> either. And none of them he's worked gotten out. A little, he's gotten a little spoiled with the link we have on our, on yeah, our court. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Brooke Lopez finally missed a three-pointer. And immediately after, Russell Westbrook knocked down a three-pointer on a catch-and-shoot three, which catch-and-shoot threes are great. We're fine with those for Russ. Shoot more of those. Shoot less of the triple pump fake threes. Yep. Um, Grant drew a charge on Giannis, and then to close out the end of the second quarter, uh, Russ banged knees with Giannis. But really, I think he was more just upset that he didn't get a call and and wanted the refs to think he was hurt. That's my theory on that. So... Yeah, so we we closed out the first half up by 14. Paul George had 21 and 8. Ferguson had 10 on 4 for 7 shooting. Nerlens Noel was huge in that second quarter, especially considering that Adams needed that time to recover. Stat line, 6 points, 4 rebounds, 2 blocks. Steven Adams and Russell Westbrook combined for 4 points in the first half and yet the Thunder led by 14 and the reason is that Giannis had three points on 0 for 6 from the field and had his shot blocked four times that's how that makes sense how how we can have that performance and still come out like that so moving on to the second half yeah and uh like Steve said 0 for 6 for Giannis and uh right before the third quarter started ESPN put up that a little stat that said uh that was the most field goal attempts without a make for him in over three years, so January 10th, 2016, that was the last time he had at least that many field goal attempts without attempts without mm-hmm. a make. So the defense was, uh, you know, elite as always for uh, for us with him. Uh, so yeah, uh, Adams' woes with points would not continue in this quarter. Uh, he basically came out and was just getting bucket after bucket muscling his way in the paint. Um, one of the first possessions, he got tipped and just grabbed it again and put it right back up with two defenders draped all over him. Uh, and then on the other side, Paul George drew his third foul on Giannis. Um, uh, and he made both of his free throws. Uh, and then Russ with a jumper that went in and out. Uh, but then on, when Giannis came back down in transition, it got blocked and Adams gets another physical bucket uh, in the paint. Um, and then Giannis finally makes a, a field goal, and it happens to be a three-point shot, uh, to make it now a 13-point lead for the Thunder, 47-60 to 60 in favor of OKC. 
Uh, then another poor pass by Russ, which we had been seeing a lot of uh, this game. And Lopez on the other side gets a, an, 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 excuse me, an and one off the screen. Uh, he was switched on Ferg, and Ferg just had no shot at, at defending him there. And makes the free throw, makes it a 10-point game at that point. Um, but Adams continues to be Adams, gets another bucket in the paint, just just bodying guys and, and getting uh, great great rebounds and putbacks. Um, I think this one he had a putback off of a block shot by Russ, so went back to a 12-point game. Uh, but then the defense kind of slacked for a second. Uh, in transition, the Bucks basically uh, blew by everybody and got... Uh, easy layup there, so back to 10 points. Um, but then I have in my notes uh, one of the coolest plays of the night. Uh, it was, I think it was off of a tipped pass by Paul George, and Stephen Adams mm-hmm. kind of grabs it out of the air and <laughs> like a like a point guard runs down the court on his own and does a sweet little Euro step. And I have in my notes, it just says, my goodness, in Mike Breen voice. So I can't do his <laughs> voice. <laughs> but that's what the announcers sound like to me. And I was like, oh, man, that that whole sequence was just incredible. And I think I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out from my account, I think, because I wasn't tweeting on the, the TT account. But I, I said, my, my center can do this. How about yours? And yeah, I don't think many I don't think many centers can. I was the no, bench was going on. He had to, and he had to uh, redeem himself, right after the after the total failure of the Euro step the, a couple oh, months yeah. before, right? Remember, <laughs> so yeah. like, <laughs> he's been practicing. Nice, it's nice he got that opportunity to like be like, no, I seriously can do it. This wasn't a, a mistake the first time. He's probably driving down, and he's just like in his head, he's like, this is my shot. This is my shot, I can do it this time. <laughs> uh, here's some audio from the locker room. I had to redeem myself back for a dip for now. I didn't even bloody think of it, mate. I was just like, just don't look like a dip. Just take two steps this time, <laughs> not three. So, yeah. And he did it on a bum, bum ankle, too, because he was still kind yeah, of limping. Sure. Yeah, so, he, he was definitely so. not 100% on that ankle throughout the rest of the game, even though he played pretty well in the second yeah. half. Because he's just tough. Yeah, he just doesn't show it. He was limping even when he in the closing minutes of the fourth quarter, so he's... He's just tough, man. He, yeah, like he, he like he said in that press scrum uh, the last time. Was that the same ankle? It was the other ankle, right? It was his left ankle last time. I think I, it was. Yeah. But like he said after that one in the press scrum, it still works, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, still yeah, on my body. Hurts to move it. It just it works. Yeah. It just hurts really bad to move it. But he yeah. doesn't care about that part. Is the ankle attached to my body? Yes. Okay. Moving on. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think the ankle bone is collected, connected to the leg bone. Which is connected to the thigh bone. Yeah, which right. is connected to, yeah. yeah. Moving on. So this concludes <laughs> your anatomy lesson. Yes. Topic you, learn, you learn everything here on Topic Thunder. And just as expected, here's Steven Adams on that ankle roll. Uh... So after that, uh, Schroeder gets another three-pointer to fall. He actually made two, I think, in this quarter. So he was starting to, to heat up from the outside. Um, but then another kind of defensive lapse. Uh, Giannis was drawing basically three defenders. So Brogdon just cut under the basket. Giannis found him for an easy layup. So I was kind of getting worried about the defense at this point, even though we still had a pretty good lead. And then I have in my notes, Adam continues to clean the floor like Mr. Clean. Uh, just getting a, a nice just little, with more hair. 
with more hair, a lot, <laughs> lot more hair. He's the opposite of Mr. Clean in facial hair, but does it does a nice job under the under the rim. He got a, a rebound what looked like a block shot off of Grant, put it right back in. Easy two points. Uh, but then Giannis started to catch fire, made another three. Um, and at that point, Grant kind of had to just start giving him a little more tight defense or a little tighter defense because he, he was giving him a little bit of a cushion since he wasn't making his shots in the first half. So uh, that turned out to be a bit of an issue when we got into the, the fourth. But uh, moving on, uh, Westbrook uh, actually came back with a three point of his own, which was nice to see because he only had three field goals, but two of them were three pointers, which would not be something I expected. But I was glad to see that. Um and then PG finally made a shot. He was completely silent after going off in the first half. Um, he was completely silent in the third quarter, but missed his first shot. Um, I think Grant with a crazy block in transition. And uh, I think Brogdon tried to get a, a, a floater and Grant denied it and sent it into the second row of the stands. So uh, it seems like every every game, I, I, I feel like I say this all the time, but every game it seems like Grant gets an insane block um, at some yeah. point in the game. So his, I wish he'd keep him in bounds a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's something too hard. I feel like that's something New Orleans is really, really good at. Yeah. is keeping the buck shots in bounds. Um, and, and to be fair, I think also Jeremy Grant is better at it than he used to be. <laughs> but yeah. that's something that takes a lot of practice to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, just, uh, I just added that last part. I was just trying to stretch out my dialogue for, to allow for your drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Like, oh, no, I got to keep talking. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so after that, uh, Grant block, uh, Russ came back and just had a crazy athletic layup, which I don't know if he, I don't even think he believed that was going to go in just by the way he shot it, but it somehow did. Um, and then, uh, PG stripped it, which looked like a nice steal, uh, after the bucks were coming down the court, but then immediately gave it back up. Uh, but, but then, uh, Giannis got blocked for the fifth time this game and we would continue to see that uh, at least a couple more times this game uh, and that led to a grant three-point shot the crowd was crowd was going nuts uh, and then a terrible pass by Bledsoe led to another turnover and it, I have in my notes the Bucks were just completely out of rhythm at this point they were they were shook they needed some needed some help there um, and then Grant came back after the turnover, made another bucket, which those were actually his first two of the night, which I thought was surprising. Um, but he got two nice shots, buried them both. Uh, but then Snell came back with a corner three. And at this point, it was 79-63 with about four minutes to go. Uh, so a nice little lead still for us, even though the shooting was improving a little bit for Milwaukee. Um, and then uh, uh, at this point, we saw another Jeremy block. Uh, some more great defense by some of our bench unit with Abdul Nader. Um, and then Schroeder on the other side with an and one to make it 82-66. Uh, at this point, the Bucks just went off from three. They made three straight buckets, Middleton, then Brown, and then Middleton again, which led to a timeout by Oklahoma City. Yeah, that uh, was a big moment. Yeah, that was that was a big run by them. Uh, so at this point it was 82-75. So they had cut it down to single di di digits. Uh, but Schroeder came back and and got got uh, uh, foul on Giannis his third to get a free throw that kind of slowed things down. Uh, another quick foul uh, by the Thunder on Milton for two shots for him. That was 79-86. Um, 
And then finally, Schroeder uh, kind of finished this quarter strong, uh, got a two for one, uh, but uh, unfortunately missed that one. But then in the last possession, nails a three with the defense in his face, shot clock expiring. So it, it seemed like he had a stroke at the end of the quarter there. And that's how it ended, 89-79. Uh, so PG was pretty quiet with just three points that game, but Adams really stepped up. Uh, big getting physical in the paint and then Schroeder helped on the shooting end as well and Russ pretty quietly despite a poor game already had a triple double uh, with 10 points 10 wow. rebounds and assists so he was he was all set and so that uh, kind of led us into the fourth quarter and yeah that was a huge three-pointer by Dennis Schroeder to close out the end of the third quarter because it felt like Milwaukee had taken a lot of the momentum from the Thunder at that point and that was a well-needed three, uh, especially considering that it kind of seemed like Paul George disappeared a little bit in the third after yeah. having such an amazing first half with 21 points. Didn't it feel like that to you? Yeah, I mean, he. I think it was just he was trying to get people to, to get, you know, he was trying to share a little bit more. I don't know if it was that he was just off, but yeah, he was definitely yeah. more silent. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, along those lines, uh, he absolutely was not silent in the fourth quarter and here's a quote from billy donovan courtesy of alex roig our credentialed member of the topic thunder unit um about this very thing about how paul george had a quiet third quarter and came out big in the fourth do you ever have a player play the way paul has played for this stretch and ever how long you want to go back I mean, he's really played at an extremely high level. The, the thing to me that was so impressive about tonight, and I, it's hard to compare, you know, players or just Paul's his own man. I don't know why you kind of get the comparisons, but the thing that was so impressive to me tonight was the fact in the third quarter they had they made a conscientious effort to, to, to get under him and to, to, to prevent him from getting catching the ball. They crowded him. They were really physical with him, and he didn't really get very many shots in the third quarter. And I think he only scored three points. And this, to me, speaks to his greatness as a player. The fact that he's got the patience and understand the length of time of the game, and he just plays. And even though he only maybe scored three points or didn't get very many shots, he just plays. And he knows there's another quarter coming, and he defends, and he just kind of gets lost in the game. And I got great, great respect and admiration for the way he plays because he's never one of those guys where, you know, hey, I only got two shots in the fourth quarter, third quarter, I, I'm not getting the ball, or, you know, run some plays for me. He just plays and he finds ways to get it. And uh, I think I think the first half and the third quarter speak to who he is as a player because he was totally unfazed going into the fourth quarter and he figured out ways to generate all right, yeah, so that, that was Billy Donovan um, talking about what we were just talking about. Um, so moving on to the fourth, where Paul George came out firing. Uh, okay, one last note on the third. The Thunder allowed 37 points in that third quarter, um, oh, which isn't, isn't ideal. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, Agreed. but and that's after allowing only 17 in the second quarter. So a 20-point swing for the defense there. So right at the beginning of the fourth, Giannis Antetokounmpo had an and one. Um, and my note on that is he is too big for two pat. He just was. He got he got in deep and Patrick Patterson couldn't do anything about it. Uh, there was a <laughs> interesting moment right after this where Nerlens 
caught the ball in the post and his foot slid out from under him. I think his shoe came off and he managed to keep his pivot foot down somehow, but he just about did the splits. It was incredible. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. And he didn't travel and got it out <laughs> to Paul George who knocked down a three. So <laughs> dexterity on that guy. Yeah. And it was a big deal at that time in the game too. Like, like I, I'm surprised almost that the refs didn't call it travel just because it looked like a travel, but good for them, I guess. Um, then my next note is Paul George made the manliest floater ever where, <laughs> where he was just like chest to chest with somebody and kind of shoved him off and then hit a floater. And the floater isn't necessarily a manly shot, but this one absolutely was. They were staggered again in the fourth quarter, uh, except that Steven Adams seemed to be tied to Brooke Lopez as much as possible, which I thought was an interesting choice, right? You would almost think that Nerlens Noel would be a more appropriate defender for Brooke Lopez if he's just going to stand out there and shoot threes but Adams did a pretty good job after that Ooh. four for four start and again two of those four for four were impossible shots by him so like, yeah. I'm not even going to give Adams any shade on that there was a possession where the Thunder's rotations were just incredible and we tweeted this out from the Twitter account at OKC Topic Thunder uh, Terrence Ferguson kind of ran a big circle all the way around the court trying to catch up with a rotation and ended up stoning somebody at the rim and got a foul, a loose ball foul going for the rebound. So when this team gets really flying around the perimeter on the defensive rotations, it's a really impressive thing to see. Mm-hmm. Immediately after that, Ferguson hit another big three-pointer again from Jeremy Grant. Um, and then Giannis got two offensive rebounds or five points, one of them was an and one, back-to-back, um, which I think spurred a Thunder timeout. That was kind of a moment when it started to get a little nip and tuck. Russ hit a mid-range jumper. The Thunder started to set him his screen below the free throw line, which I think helped out with his lack of range so far this season. And then Terrence Ferguson had one of those neat backdoor cuts that we've seen lately where it looks almost like he's just running to the other corner. And... And uh, Westbrook finds him on the back cut just as he gets under the under the basket. Um, and he, he knocked down that reverse layup. Uh, with 2.17 left in the game, uh, what happened next was a little bit of a step backwards from Russell Westbrook uh, from what we've seen from him this year. And this is going to happen from time to time as he tries to break old habits. Uh, he missed a long, pretty bad mid-range jumper and then immediately lost Sterling Brown on the other end to make it a seven-point game. Uh, What I noticed is after that, he pretty much backed off and let Paul George do it. Do you agree? Yeah, I saw that play where he just turned his head and and let the guy go to the rim and Mm -hmm. I I saw it coming immediately I was like this is he's gonna do it again this is this is fussy Russ coming back and (laughs) uh yeah I mean I I saw that at that point too he just kind of like stood to the wayside let Paul George do his thing which I I really liked I I think that's kind of part of his uh uh leadership this year that I've been most impressed with yeah, 100% agree. Uh, so right after that, with 2.17 left in the game, the Bucks went to Hack-a-Steve. Hack-a-Kiwi? That's probably Hack-a-Kiwi. better. Hack-a-Kiwi. Yeah, Hack-a-Kiwi. Yeah. Uh, and he missed both. And that's when it got a little iffy um, because Giannis came down and hit a three on the other end, his third of the game. Third? Mm-hmm. 
Giannis made yeah. three three pointers in this game. That's, I am that's as shocked not acceptable. as you. Not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, to get the lead down to four, Stephen Adams had a twisting reverse layup to get it back up to six, and then Bledsoe made a layup, and then Paul George dunked capital O in on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just dunked all over. It was so Posterized. good. Man, and we got a we got a great gift of that on the OKC Topic Thunder Twitter page. Go check that out. And here are a few comments from the locker room on that Paul George. Expect him to go up and, and dunk one on Giannis. Uh, it's Pete. Uh, he's always doing something. Uh, he got this, uh, what, his NASA shoes on. So he, he definitely had to take off one time. And uh, it's exactly what he did. Banana in the commercial right there. <laughs> that was nice, nice. Man. <laughs> Paul, you know, he's... Definitely got that sneak athleticism at some times when you feel like you're going to float it up. But, you know, he definitely needed that. And he, um, you know, he forcefully put that in, and that put us in a great spot. Um, Bledsoe hit a three, so it wasn't quite over to get the Bucks back within three. And then Paul George answered with a highly contested three of his own to get it back up to six with 47 seconds left. Yeah, and that was about the end of it. Uh, Grant got a steal off of Paul George deflection, made some free throws, uh, and then Giannis dunked on Grant when Grant tried to flop to get a charge, and Russ really wanted a delay of game call after that, <laughs> like really wanted it bad, which it would have been a big deal, right? It would have actually been a big point. Uh, as Paul George was shooting his two free throws to absolutely ice the game. There were a couple plays after this, but whatever. It was the best MVP chant for Paul George that has happened yet this season. And appropriate, right? Mm-hmm. Giannis Antetokounmpo is absolutely an MVP candidate, um, despite what James Harden has been doing lately. And Paul George pretty clearly outplayed him. Now, he wasn't guarding him most of the game. Jeremy Grant was guarding him for most of the game. But... I think in not quite a head-to-head matchup, Paul George definitely came out on top. And that about sums it up. Thunder win by six, 118 to 112. Best win of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Kings of the Kings of the East finally fall to the to the best defense in the league. Yeah, and well, statistically, the Bucks were the best defense coming in. Um, granted, they get they get to play those Eastern Conference teams yeah. a lot more often than we do. Yeah, it's not not exactly fair, but yeah, it's not fair. So take that Bucks, take that Eastern Conference, uh, score one for the Thunder and the Western Conference. Just a stellar win, you know. I know it was at home, but the Bucks were hot. The Bucks were rested. This was a highly contested game. They didn't go away. Great defense on Giannis. Um, So let me ask you a question, Matt. What's mm-hmm. your favorite type of Thunder win? So going into tonight, I was thinking that it was like that uh, Portland Trailblazers win, right? Where it's close the whole way and then they pull away at the end against a good team. That's pretty right. fun, right? Yeah. But this one was great too, right? If you're ahead for most of the game and then you get, so you get the pleasure of the entire game being ahead and then you get actually kind of a close finish and the Thunder pull it out. I don't know. What, what do you think? What's your favorite kind of Thunder win? Uh, for my um, for my sanity and for my levels of stress, mm-hmm. I would say the Portland game because I like to be confident that uh, 
uh, I get a win, but it's it, it keeps me watching the full game if it's a game like this. So it kind of just depends on uh, how how little or uh, excessive amounts of stress I have going on in my life mm-hmm. to which game I prefer. So I, I did really like this game, but I think if uh, it ended up being a loss, the loss would have hurt much more than uh than just a you know a regular loss where it it's kind of out of it for the for the whole game that would have been a very disappointing way to go uh when they cut it close and then ended up blowing it if they did so uh, i'm probably going to go with the portland game just because i like to keep things nice and nice and secure yeah that's fair and and um you know it was Definitely felt secure, and you're right. It would have absolutely been a terrible loss if the Thunder had mm-hmm. allowed the Bucks to hoof their way <clears> back <throat> into this one. Um, but the fact is, they did not allow that, and that's even with Russell Westbrook putting up a stat line of 13 points on 20 shot attempts. Yeah, he did have his triple double, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, but 13 points on 20 shots from supposedly your first or second best player, and you still beat the number one recorded team in the league that's pretty good yeah he was he was visibly upset and uh we actually have some uh clips that alex roig uh got for us we we may or may not have him in this episode but you can see him on his uh his uh twitter account which i'm now blanking on i think it's at alex roig dt um so you can see them there and uh, he he was a little grumpy. Uh, I think he was a little petty, pet, a little petty answer towards Barry Trammell there. Um, so he he wasn't too pleased with his performance, which you you know you like to see from somebody who expects greatness every day and and wants to be the best teammate he can be. So I think he'll take this this you know anger and frustration and turn it into something more productive uh, down the stretch. I'm confident that. We're going to see, and I think Doris actually mentioned this in the game, which I I thought I agreed with, is that she, I mean, I think Russ will eventually be a better Russ than he is, has been this season. I think he'll eventually come out of the slump, um, get into some good habits because he's a man of habit and um, kind of find his shot, find his game a little bit that still matches up with uh, the way Paul George has been playing this season. Yeah, you hope so. And the math definitely says he will, although... We're starting to get a pretty big sample size um, Mm, on the other side of that that says he may or may not. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see. Um, The Thunder are going to need him to come out of this if if they're going to have any larger aspirations at the end of the season. But it's really still encouraging that they can come away with a victory like this against a really good team without him having a good game. Um, Because he can, even in, in, in this slump he's in, he can still have a good game from time to time. So mm-hmm. really good win. Um, really happy with this one. Moving on, we're going to move to our favorite unit from this game. We're supposed to be a unit. And our favorite unit from this game is just simply the defensive unit. Uh, the defense was awesome tonight. They stepped up held Giannis Antetokounmpo to a not great game. Now, he did still have 27 points on 22 field goal attempts because he shot 12 free throws, and he did add 18 rebounds, as only he and Russell Westbrook can. 
But 0 for 6 from the field at halftime. Had his shot blocked seven times in this game. Uh, a, re- a record this season so far for any player for having their shot blocked. That's according to Doris Burke on the, <laughs> on the tr- broadcast. Trust her. Yeah, I trust her. Uh, so really good job. And, and the standout from that group, I think, is Jeremy Grant, who was mm-hmm. matched up with Giannis most of the time he was on the court and just did an outstanding job. Yeah, and I, I actually commented about this on our weekly, which, uh, again, shameless plug here. Go watch our weekly. We posted uh, on, if you're watching this tomorrow, it, it would be on Sunday. Uh, it's a two-hour-long podcast, but about halfway through, I talked about uh, how the matchup that will be important is going to be not just Paul George on honest, because we knew that was going to happen, but Jeremy Grant was going to probably be there as well if they do switches or anything else like that. So, um it turns out that his length and his ability or agility is exactly what we needed uh, and fit up perfectly for matching up with Giannis and uh, affected a ton of shots blocked. Uh, I think he got at least one block on him. I know Nerland's got a, most of most of the the defensive uh, stats there on him, but he definitely affected his game. Uh, a ton in the first half and then even still in the in the second so it was uh you couldn't have asked for a better game from him defensively absolutely and along those lines um just talking about how good the defense was we have a few quotes from the locker room again courtesy of alex roig and here we go whip it around there were a couple of possessions tonight where they really moved it and you guys were there on every catch of closeouts really dialed in the rotations were good what does it take doing that in the second half of the game just to keep doing it over and over against those guys? Um, I think, you know, we, we just sharp. We just sharp when we know the, the, the competition level. Uh, we know that we we got to be on our A game because of personnel and the guys that are out there can really fill it up and make plays. Uh, we were sharp. We rotated. We helped. Uh, that's what our defense is when we're number one. Is this the best performance that you guys have had this entire year as a team? Um, that's hard to say. But I thought tonight we did do an excellent job of shrinking the floor and flying out to the shooters. Um, we did a little bit of everything, and uh, it was enough for us to win. How hard is it? Every game's fun, like I said. It's uh, just like any other game. Always have fun. Terrence, you know teams are always going to make a run, but when you've led like that and it comes close at the end of the game, how does this team handle that pressure? Uh, just sticking with each other, you know, never getting down, never getting too high, and always staying level, and always having each other's back no matter how the game's going. And, uh, and that's what we did at the W. What did you think of the team's defense, particularly the job that Jeremy and Patrick and all those guys did on Giannis? I did a wonderful job. Everywhere Giannis went, he saw a crowd. And that was our whole game plan. Uh, so we started the first half, especially. And like I said, we really stuck together off the whole game, competed, uh, was physical with them, and I got the win. It seemed like he had to hit you guys right in the chest anytime he was trying to get to the rim. What impact does that have on a, on a guy that wants to get all the way to the bucket that they've got to go through your body? Yeah, it's, it's tough going through five players, especially it's, it's tough. So, uh, like I said, wherever you win, we try to show a crowd and just try to get the ball in his hands. might get beat off the dribble, but we got to pull over and the next man has to be there. And you know, when that guy goes to rotate, the next guy got to be there. So uh, it just takes a lot of energy. It takes a, good, a great deal of focus, but, uh, you know, we 
again. When we locked in like that, uh, you're going to get results. Uh, all right, so that wraps up our favorite unit for the game, and we are very pleased to move on to the Academy Award for Player of the Game. And the forward, 6'9", from Fresno State, number 13, Paul George. Paul George, man. I mean, look, we about midway through the third quarter, even despite Paul George having had an exceptional game up to that point, we were totally prepared to give this award to Jeremy Grant for his amazing defense mm-hmm. on Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, probably second in the MVP discussion right now, held him to eight for 22 from the field, just really did an exceptional job on him. And you know what? Added 16 points of his own just for good measure, just just for fun. Uh, Just so, for grins and giggles. Yeah, honorable mention, Jeremy Grant. But Paul George really seized this award for his own. He had 36 points on 21 field goal attempts. Oh, man. Yeah, several exclamation points after that one. 13 rebounds. Um <laughs> Which is just something he does now, I guess. Yeah, he's, he's like just a rebounder. Rebounds. Yeah, he's yeah. so great at it. Three assists, three steals, five turnovers. Um, that's not ideal. Um, uh, to be fair, the first three were like it really like first quarter, so he yeah. cooled down after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooled, cooled up. I don't know. <laughs> got hot. Yeah. St- got hot and not turning it over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, sorry. Just just looking at this box score, one thing that I failed to mention when talking about Jeremy Grant, so I'm just going to slip this in here. Uh, five blocks, mm. which was pretty good. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty. That's all right. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Paul George, a game high plus 16 in a six point victory. Oh. So you know you're doing work if that's the case. Mm. It really just felt like every time the Bucks got it close, Paul George had an answer, and that includes his. Dunk on Giannis, uh, his clutch three-pointer, highly contested right after that, knocking down to ceiling uh, free throws, and then just countless great defensive plays, slapping the ball away from people, lots of deflections. He had at least two deflections that led to runouts for the Thunder, including on that infamous Stephen Adams Kiwi step. So, I don't know. You got anything you want to say about Paul George? I mean, just the... It's this is probably now the I feel like the tenth uh, clip we have in a game or tenth game with a clip in it that would go in an MVP highlight reel. So it just seems like he's he's consistently making plays that an MVP would make. So I think it's it's hard to argue otherwise that he is the front runner at this point. Well, I don't know. I feel like Harden's probably the front runner. I mean, the guy's averaging fifty points a game right now. <laughs> like, but stats. If, uh, I right. Mean, yeah. If, if his team slides, our our hope is that his team slides down the standings. Yeah. At some point, because yeah. if they start to drop, if they, God forbid, fall out of the playoffs, then oh dear, then the whole discussion changes, right? Yeah. Um, which is why I was pretty disappointed how that game against the Knicks turned out the other night, where yeah, the Knicks I was, totally blew it. I that was so hoping big. for that, and PJ <laughs> Tucker just not touching the ball at the end. I do you? Like, do you have a happen? Theory? Do you even have a theory what he was this doing? This is so. My, <laughs> I have a 
joke theory. My joke theory is that the Houston Rockets have been brainwashed into thinking only Harden can touch the well, ball. Right, and right, so, right. Yeah. and so he was just like, guys, nobody touch it. Where's James Harden? Get him over here. Yeah, for sure. That, that's the, that's, that's the my joke. only theory for sure. Yeah. But I, it like legitimately, I have no idea what he was I think, thinking. I think let's seriously, what he was trying to do. I, cause I wasn't it in the last like 20 seconds of the game. Right? Yeah. But the clock doesn't stop till you touch it. That's true. That was my start. only thought. Yeah, my only thought was like maybe he's trying to run the clock down or like, but that would kind of be the opposite of what you would yeah. do. So right, the, the only and, and the funniest thing was that the whoever the Knicks player was who ended up getting it and scoring. Yeah, no, I'm like fooled. almost got fooled into not grabbing yeah. it. He was like, "Do I touch the ball? Does anyone touch <laughs> <Yeah>. the ball?" <laughs> and then Eric Gordon is like complaining in the corner <laughs> when he actually was in the best place to defend the shot. <laughs> yeah. And then Mike like, and then Mike D'Antoni was like upset like an uh, grumpy old man that like turned the TV off the baseball game. <laughs> so yeah, funny. Like, I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so, so so good. Uh, anyway, sorry to <laughs> just got sidetracked yeah. fun of the but Rockets. Yeah, I, about Harden, I I also kind of expect that his usage rate is gonna drop down now that i think cp3 is back yeah so well, he's so. he's confirmed to be playing on yeah sunday. i think i saw a report about that so today. I think, oh, did he play I can, uh, oh good. yeah talking. that's today it is it is sunday <laughs> confirmed uh but yeah i think it's uh his, his usage rate is definitely going to go down with chris paul on the court so my guess is that his numbers will fall to something a little more reasonable but you know it is also James Harden, so you never know. I guess if he keeps this up, he'd be yeah. the front runner, and I'd be a little upset by that given the performance we've seen from Paul George. But, um, you know, God forbid if the Rockets fall below the eighth seed, I think that's a lock for PG. Yeah, so Chris Paul did play tonight. He played 25 minutes, scored 12 points, and the Rockets beat the Magic by five on the back of James Jeez. Harden's 40 points. Of course. Man. So, so there you go. Um, the the bright side is if even if Paul George doesn't win the MVP, he's the front runner at the moment for defensive player yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. So that'll a, be I good. Think, I think it's and, either him or Gobert. And I'll need to look this up. But well, so when the midseason awards time came around, I went and looked, and I googled NBA midseason awards, and the top six articles had yeah. Paul George. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Dylan mentioned on the weekly that the, or I think it's Bleacher Report, there are four candidates for Defensive Player of the Year. None of them were Paul George. None of the top six results when you search midseason awards were from Bleacher Report. So, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would need to look this up, but I mean, I know that Michael Jordan's the last person to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same season. Yeah. I think that's but right. To even win Defensive Player of the Year and finish like top five in MVP voting would be yeah, just yeah. outstanding, an outstanding achievement. So I think we do can think all root for that. Do you that. think he's top three at this point? He's he's definitely top five. I yeah, mean, it's, I just didn't know so if he put him I, in I that think, top three spot. I think Giannis and Harden have kind of separated from the field a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis mostly on the back of having the best record in the NBA and Harden on the back of his stats. Right. Um, after that, it's a crapshoot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like whoever. So yeah, yeah. It, it could happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Congratulations, Paul George. <laughs> Again. On your player of the game. Ooh.
What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? <laughs> I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. I mean, yeah. Whatever. All right. Um, so last thing here, we're going to do the forecast for the next game. Here's the forecast. We play the Orlando Magic. They're very bad. We should win. You got anything? End of discussion. Yeah. Very that's, bad. That's all. Okay, very so uh, I think that's about all we got. We're going to be putting it, dropping in these uh, quotes from the locker room and from Billy Donovan's press conference, again, courtesy of Alex Roig, uh, recorded in person in the locker room. We're cool like that. Okay. Uh, make sure and... Do as we mentioned in the weekly, get onto the Anchor app and leave us a voicemail. Um, if it's good, if if we think you sound nice, we're gonna drop you into an episode so we can discuss what you have to say. That'll be really cool. You get get your voice heard on one of these episodes. Um, we're doing this giveaway for a tote bag from Alex Roig that has the Thunder logo on it. Do you want to explain how that works, Matt? Yeah, and uh, we're we're going to do the giveaway at 500 followers. Uh, so when our uh, Twitter account at, at OKC Topic Thunder gets 500 followers, we'll start the giveaway and we're only 19 away. So tell your friends and we'll be doing that soon. But how it works is uh, uh, we're going to sh- have a picture of the tote bag and the rules are pretty simple. Just you have to retweet. You have to follow us on our podcast at OKC Topic Thunder. And then you have to tag at least uh, two friends. And if you do all those things, you'll be entered into win. And I don't know if we have the, you know, the deadline set on when it's going to be. But sometime in the near future after we post that, we'll announce the winner probably on a weekly podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and, you'll, and you'll know from there. And we'll just, you know, DM you, get your info and you know, win a nice little uh, free item. Yeah, there you go. We're, we're just giving out the goodies here. Um, mm-hmm. So you can find us, again, as we keep saying, on at OKC Topic Thunder on Twitter. You can find this podcast on the Anchor app. We, we <coughs> fully recommend that you go there. There's a lot of ways you can interact with the podcast there. Uh, but if you can't, you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever else. Please Find any way you can to give us feedback, but if you want to leave us a voicemail, that will be awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on Thunderous Intentions for all these recap episodes. You can find us on NowThat'sThunderBasketball.com for every single episode. Uh, man, we're all over the place. So <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode. And as always, Thunder Up. Thunder Up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.